Welcome to the Mass Bar Beat Podcast, the official podcast of the Massachusetts Bar Association. It's available free to members of the bar as well as the public, featuring lively discussions about important legal developments, interesting stories about NBA members, and helpful practical information about the law that matter to all of us. I'm your host, Jordan Rich, and today we're going to tackle an important topic for attorneys, judges, students, and you know something? Just about anyone. How to cope with the stresses of the holiday season. On December 12th, from 5.30 to 7 p.m. at the Mass Bar headquarters on West Street in Boston, there's an important seminar you might not want to miss. It's called Holiday Game Strong, Tools to Reclaim Joy This Season. Here to help break down what will be covered are two of the presenters, Susan Letterman-White of Mass Lomap, that's the Massachusetts Law Office Management Assistance Program, and Barbara Bowe, licensed clinical social worker with Lawyers Concerned for Lawyers. The two do work hand-in-hand in in helping those in the legal profession cope with stress and live more productive and fruitful lives. I want to welcome both of you wonderful ladies here to the program, both professionals who are here to help, and this is the time of year where we could use your help. First, let me say hello to you, Susan, and uh, tell us a little bit about the organization you represent today. Thanks so much for having us, Jordan. So um, Lawyers Concerned for Lawyers is the corporate organization. It's a nonprofit that has been set up under the SJC, our highest court. And within LCL is a program called Law Office Management Assistance Program, Mm -hmm. or LOMAP. And I am a practice advisor in LOMAP. We also have on the line, as mentioned in the introduction, Barbara Bow, and I'm going to bring Barbara up here. She's on the phone line, licensed social worker and one of the clinicians. Welcome, Barbara. Hi, Jordan. Thanks for the invitation. Well, thank you for doing it because your input and your expertise is warranted here. Let's talk with both of you about the program on December 12th, 5.30 to 7 p.m. at the Mass Bar on 20 West Street. And this is a program called Holiday Game Strong, Tools to Reclaim Joy This Season. And Susan, I'll start with you. It sounds like it could be applicable to anybody. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. I think there's no question about it. And that was the driving force um, behind its design. So the holidays are particularly stressful for anybody for a number of reasons, from the additional time constraints that are caused um, and trying to balance that with work. And of course, um, having to attend tons of parties and maybe engaging conversations that might be a little bit uncomfortable. So it really reaches across the board. And then there, of course, are people who really have specific challenges that Barb is going to be able to speak to, um, having to set boundaries uh, so that they can really take good care of themselves. So when we thought about it from that perspective, we thought this is a really perfect time. Mm. It's a great topic. Let's get our clinicians in front of lawyers and judges and law students in Massachusetts, because that's who we serve, and see if we can't answer a few questions and give a few tips. Well, Barbara, let me go to you now. I mean, there are serious medical issues that can envelop people anytime, but the holidays with all the pressure to get things done and to be at places where you're not normally at. Tell me about some of the conditions that that if we're not careful, we can find ourselves involved in. Well, I think think the thing that we want to underscore is that lawyers are people too, right? And so the idea of needing to sort of like cram 10,000 things into situations and circumstances to be able to 
meet people's goals and expectations and sense of accomplishment gets really overwhelming for a lot of folks. And and Susan spoke to this earlier, but one of the things that's really important, and I think lawyers and students and judges in particular have a hard time with this, is learning how to say no and learning how to create structure and some routines and some habits that are really more geared towards better ways to take care of themselves because their focus is so um, on the other in terms of clients and and the roles that they play in whatever area of practice they have and that oftentimes they sort of think of themselves last. They oftentimes neglect themselves in ways that they pay for later on. So the idea about putting this program together was to try and get ahead of the curve and in terms of um, putting the idea out there that people need to start thinking about this, the holidays now. Because we refer to the holidays as the trifecta, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's. Understand exactly where that's coming from, having been in the broadcast game, and it's super pressure period to get things done. But one of the things about attorneys, every attorney I know and every attorney listening, that calendar book and that appointment book and that, well, now it's a, it's a PDA or a phone, is jammed with things to do. Every hour seems to be filled. And then when you add on holiday shopping and being at the holiday party and making an appearance, boy, that more pressure than some people think they're able to handle. Right. And, and one, one of the things that I think is important um, is for lawyers, students, judges to start thinking about ways to delegate. And, and ways to really start to think about what kinds of items, situations, circumstances need to be on the top of the food chain. And to get this sort of idea that you are not able to meet all the expectations and that you have to be able to be okay about that. Susan, I'll go to you now. Avoiding excess spending, food, obligations, alcohol, time on tech, that's one of the bullet points that you guys will be handling on the 12th. Boy, I, I'm thinking about students, but as we talk about lawyers, judges, and, and, and uh, DAs and all the people involved, that's a huge amount of stuff to cover. Uh, is there a simple way to, to get that message across? So I think part of it, um, to tag on to what Barb was saying, it is a matter of learning to say no. But the underlying cause of not saying no for most lawyers is kind of a hidden mindset, the way lawyers mm. think. And one of it is, one of the pieces of that is how to be perfect. Lawyers think they have to be perfect all of the time because professionally, in their role as a lawyer, it's not a good idea to make mistakes. It can be malpractice. Right. But in networking, in meeting holiday obligations, in business development, it's quite different. So getting over that belief, like facing it head on, that you know what? We don't have to be perfect during the holiday season. I think it's a big point. It's a very key one, and I want to follow up with Barbara on this. When you unlearn, if you can use mm. that term, perfectionism, yep. what comes in its place is a certain strength of resilience, and I see that's one of the topics. I've had to do this in my own life, Barbara, and boy, does it make a difference saying no and realizing, ah, I can screw up and I'll still be here tomorrow, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, but without doing that, it can lead to great anxiety, depression, and just a sense of, of dread, which is something nobody wants. Well, that would be true across the board, no doubt. But but the other thing to think about in terms of the holidays and in terms of what I said earlier about the trifecta, right, is that this is the time of the year, too, where um, as a response to stress, people oftentimes overeat, 
They crave certain kinds of foods. They're in situations that sometimes feel sort of forced. And so what happens is people oftentimes eat too much. Sometimes they drink too much. They're in situations that are not um, within their typical sort of social pattern and skill set. And they, out of anxiety or out of some level of discomfort, wind up sort of putting themselves in situations that can cause them trouble later. So one of the things that I think is really important is to try and work with um, lawyers, students, and judges around how to sort of keep their hand on the rudder in terms of not losing control about the way they generally sort of run their lives. Because we oftentimes give the holidays this special significance, this, you know, all or nothing kind of meaning, which really is, does a tremendous disservice, right? Um, and, what, and what we really want people to understand is that it's just another day. In the big scheme of things, it's just another day. So the value that people put on events, circumstances, and situations oftentimes dictates what their response is. So we want them to be able to sort of think this through and not put yourself in situations where you're not in control of what you're doing or who you're with. We're talking about this program, focusing on it, December 12th, Tools to Reclaim Joy This Season. I love the fact that there's a there's a tool, there's a mechanism, there's something we can do. And, and Susan, lawyers and judges and people in the legal community are doers. They're action-oriented people. It seems to me that's a message you're trying to get across. There are action steps you can take here. I think that's absolutely true. And I think we can put them in two categories. Um, as Barbara was mentioning, one of those categories is really planning in advance, knowing what to expect and taking control and making some decisions about what you want to do, when you want to do it, how you want to do it. I think the second piece of it goes to your point about resilience. Resilience and learning mindset, they kind of go together. So in the moment when there's a hiccup, when things don't go right, you have to be able to kind of forgive yourself, um, pick yourself mm. up, brush yourself off, learn from the mistake and then move forward and do something a little bit differently. And I think those two go together. Pick yourself up, dust yourself off, start all over again. <laughs> There's a reason those songs resonate with me and with many other people. Barbara, who's on the line, Sleep. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That that famous book now by Miss uh, Huffington has really changed yeah. the way people think about sleep. But this is the time of year where people say, ah, I'll catch up later. But yeah. it's really a good idea to get rest, isn't it? It is. Absolutely true. Um, and, and, and I think Susan's point, too, uh, in terms of resiliency is really valuable in the, in the context of the ability to sort of like not be so critical in terms of self-judgment, right? To, to if there are hiccups and there are mistakes that you're able to sort of like keep moving through that and to not let those situations and circumstances define you. But, but you're absolutely right, Jordan. Sleep is of the utmost importance in terms of keeping people keeping people's stress response sort of dampened. It also it also has a big impact on their carbohydrate cravings, on their sweet cravings, and on their on their tendency to sort of overdo. So if people are able to maintain a certain kind of normalcy in terms of their regular routines and habits, this goes a long way in terms of keeping them in balance. One of the points that I think has to be made over and over again, and I'm so glad you both are here 
to sort of give credence to this is that for any of us, there are times we need to ask for help. It's not a, a shameful thing, especially right. for men out there, gentlemen. It's not a shameful thing. It's a good thing. It's a helpful thing. I'm going to start with you, Susan. Your organization does great work, and you'll be doing it on the 12th of December at the Mass Bar in this wonderful seminar. But why is it so important for people to know that they can ask for help? Uh, because especially for lawyers, they're trained not to ask for help. So <laughs> yes. they have to unlearn that piece first right. and then learn it. But it's huge. As you started earlier talking about delegation, that's huge. Lawyers are so um, often reluctant to let go of responsibilities because they're afraid they won't be done perfectly up to their standards. And yet, if they don't delegate, mm. it kind of undermines their ability because we know as anxiety rises, lack of sleep rises, our cognitive skills kind of get a little bit depressed. Right. So I think it's quite critical to learn, to let go, and to ask for help. Um, and it's great when you do it because when you do it, you're engaging with other people. You're building relationships. Um, they know that they can ask you for help at another time, uh, and especially with family members. Um, they're great sources of help. Maybe they'll help you with a meal or something else. And Barbara, who's on the line with us, uh, this is what you do on a daily basis. You're, you're available to offer advice, help, counsel, etc. Right. We, we, we want to really think about... Um Lawyers Concern for Lawyers program as, um, you know, free confidential service that's available to the legal community in the Commonwealth. And we really think about um, connecting with LCL as, from a lawyer's perspective, as part of the long game, um, in meaning that we're in the business of helping lawyers, judges, and students be their best selves. In, in, in a variety of ways, in terms of the law practice management piece that Susan works with and runs, as, and in terms of the clinical and the mental health side of the house that I'm involved in. We really want uh, lawyers to see the benefit of being able to take care of themselves and to understand that the willingness to sort of raise your hand, ask for help, is a real sign of strength. It is not an, an indicator of weakness in any stretch of the imagination. Well, you said it. To take care of yourself first enables you to take care of others. And I, I'd like to ask you both to comment, too, on the role the family plays, particularly in, in the legal community, because oftentimes lawyers, judges, students are working ridiculous hours. They're not home a lot. As they say, holiday time should be family time. Let's talk about what you plan on invoking on that subject on the 12th. We know that one um, one issue that is very common and it comes up and it's really very, I think, difficult for many people is dealing with the loss of loved ones over the holidays. Mm. You know, we have the memories of their being with us at these times and their absence is really pronounced. So um, to having, you know, having some skills, having a plan, having a way to work through that, uh, I think is pretty important. Indeed. Barbara, would you like to comment on where family enters into it, particularly with the uh, the schedules that are off the off the charts? Well, you know, I think that the, um, the introduction or, or the involvement of families around the holidays is, a, is sort of a double-edged sword in some ways. I mean, for some people, it's a very joyous sort of gathering, good time situation. And for other folks, it can be fraught with a fair amount of angst, worry, fret, and and sometimes the memories are not so pleasant. Sometimes the memories are, are not so great. I know from my own background, 
I had a mother who always got depressed at the holidays, mm. um, all, no matter what, because some of it was, was just sort of a freestanding depression. Some of it was seasonal affective-related disorder kind of stuff. And so the holidays were kind of a mixed bag based on what the vibe was in terms of how my mother was managing. So we learned as kids to sort of come together and take up rule, you know, roles and responsibilities that she used to inhabit at other times of the year. And so I think what's important is just to be able to be mindful of what the holiday conjures up, what it brings, what what is the reality of your response and, situ- and, and in terms of the situation in it, and that that's all okay, that it's important to try to the best of um, your ability to have a judgment-free zone about what it means in terms of the holidays, because we get all this competing information from ads and Hallmark and how it's supposed to be, and, and for some people that's not how it is for them, and that that needs to sort of also be understood. I'm not bringing to light anything new and innovative here when I suggest that we live in an insular society thanks to the technology, the phones, the PDAs, people are just connected to this piece of equipment. And um, the struggle to connect and force off isolation is amazing when you think about all the people in all the world with so many opportunities to be with each other and speak to each other, Mm -hmm. but they're on their phones. And lawyers and judges and students, as you say, I mean, they have to be connected to their phones. So I'm I'm just going to ask both of you to comment on this growing trend trend, which is exciting and wonderful technologically, but also kind of damaging culturally. What advice do you have for anyone, lawyers or anyone else listening? We'll start with you, Susan, in terms of what I'm tapping in my pocket right now. I keep it in my pocket, by the way. I don't bring it up. Well, I think um, I think the, the question is, whenever it comes to technology, you have to always ask yourself, is it really helping me get closer to what it is that I want to accomplish? Or is it holding me back? So at a holiday party, when you're getting together with other people, seeing them face-to-face, having an opportunity to just chit-chat, put it away. And that's like one of our our number one recommendations for anyone who's learning how to network. Um, Just put it away and talk face-to-face with somebody because you're not always going to have that opportunity. There is a condition now that people are talking about that has to do with uh, the habitual use of technology, and it can be damaging. Barbara, any thoughts on on that, not only this time of year, but any time? You know, I think that that's a a great topic, actually, for another podcast. (laughs) I think (laughs) you're right. That that we we should absolutely talk about that, and I agree wholeheartedly with what Susan just said. But let's say let's take it because um, it, it can be really um, detrimental on a number of different levels for folks in terms of how it interferes with their ability to socialize and actually learn good social skills, which for um, which for some folks is a little bit sort of on the wane. But I think the other thing about technology, and and Susan I think would agree with this as well, is we always want people to understand that they need to be in charge of it versus the technology is in charge of them, right? So we want them to we want them to sort of take control of that. But the other real benefit in terms of technology, especially for distance, if people cannot get together with family, the ability to Skype or the ability to use Zoom to be able to connect with folks who are not able to be present, maybe they're in the military, maybe they're um, from a geographic place, it's not easy for them to get together, or they have some physical disabilities, 
this is a great tool to be able to bring people together, to gather around the computer mm-hmm. and be able to talk to, you know, family members who are not able to be present. So I think that's a big plus. But, F- yeah, I think we should definitely have a conversation that- some other time about how to use technology in really promotive and, and, and helpful ways. It's an absolute great idea. I'll take you up on that and uh, bring you back for more on that. We'll bring in some other experts if necessary because mm-hmm. it's a growing issue. So this event is one of just many public events that you guys offer. And I just want to reiterate, Susan, with you here, that there's a whole plethora of services that your organization is standing by to help attorneys and others with. Just run through that list again, if you will. Wow, um, absolutely. So at LCL and LOMAP, which is confidential and free for any lawyers, law students, judges in Massachusetts or any connection to Massachusetts, we do offer an array of services. And on the LCL side, the clinical side, I'm going to let Barbara speak to that. On the LOMAP side, for the practice management, we look at it as having five tent poles, if you will. So there's the leadership and management piece, the marketing and business development piece, the technology, the finance, and well-being. Excellent. And Barbara, just to sum up, your role as a clinician and the people on your team are standing by to help and remind us in what ways. So from this side of the house, we work with folks related to issues around stress, around relationships, around mental health, around substance abuse, around struggles around career, family, everything from soup to nuts. We we do primarily assessment and referral work. And we run specialty groups based on whatever kinds of um, issues people present with that we can cobble Mm -hmm. together as a group. And, you know, we broke it down as if they were two distinct entities and we're not. We're all in the same office. And part of the beauty for me of working there is I do have this unusual background, a little bit of science uh, and a little bit of sort of business and psychology in my master's degree. But Barb and I work together all the time because so frequently There's a combination of issues that hold people back from being successful at marketing or managing other people. And um, I can be with a client and an issue can come up that is more clinical and I can just walk that person over to Barb's office and she can chat with them for a bit. And we've Mm. done this a number of times and Barb has done the same and walked people over to my office. And it must be very gratifying. I know anyone who's working to help other people feels this way, but it must be very gratifying to know that, hey, these are people that some of them very high powered, some of them uh, in school, very centered, but they need a little bit of assistance. And just by reaching out to you and Barbara and the rest of the team, they can get that assistance. That's the best part. Oh, absolutely. Right. right. Absolutely true. And and as Susan said, if, if lawyers are having an issue in their practice life, then they're also having issues in their personal lives because you cannot separate that out. As, as hard as folks try to do that, it doesn't really it doesn't really work. So the fact that we can sort of put this program together and meet with people oftentimes together is a huge benefit in terms of 
they're feeling successful in whatever their venture is. I can't thank you, each of you, enough for being, first of all, so open and, and willing to do this and to chat about it in advance of the event on the 12th. And there's so much more. By the way, the program code for the CLE program is capital LPR18A. You can go to massbar.org and check that out and uh, certainly register for it. It should be a wonderful event, 530 to 7. It might be the kind of thing, call it a gift to yourself. I'm going to suggest that people do this as a gift. Give yourself a break. <laughs> I love that. So, uh, Barbara Bo, thank you very much for, for being on the phone line. And, and I know even that is asking you to uh, sacrifice time away from your busy schedule, but you did it and we appreciate it. Thank you very much. Susan, it's delightful to meet you, and we're going to do more because there's a lot of information here that your organization can can help, and through the podcast process, we can spread that information around. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jordan. It's been a pleasure. My thanks to Susan Letterman-White and Barbara Bow, and happy and healthy holidays to all of you. You've been listening to the Mass Bar B podcast, available for free at massbar.org and downloadable on most popular podcast platforms, including Apple, SoundCloud, Google Play Music, and more. If you're a consumer in need of legal assistance, contact the Mass Bar Association's Lawyer Referral Service. Call 866-627-7577. That number again, 866-627-7577. Or visit www.masslawhelp.com. Let us connect you to a lawyer today. Mass Bar Beat is produced by the Massachusetts Bar Association. We invite you to subscribe so you'll never miss a beat. I'm Jordan Rich. Thank you for listening.